I'm Enrique Serna, and welcome to Conversations. Edgar Martinez is a Seattle icon. He spent his entire 18-year Major League Baseball career playing for the Seattle Mariners. On October 8, 1995, in the American League Division Series against the New York Yankees, Edgar stepped up to the plate and delivered the defining moment of his career with a hit known as the double. It was a play that is credited with helping to keep the Mariners franchise in Seattle and with gaining the public support to build Safeco Field. Here's that memorable call from legendary Mariners broadcaster Dave Niehaus. They would love a base hit into the gap and they could win it with junior speed, the stretch. And the 0-1 pitch on the way to Edgar Martinez. Swung on the line, down the left field line for a base hit. Here comes Joy. Here is Junior to third base. They're going to wave him in. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. I don't believe it. It just continues. My, oh my. Edgar Martinez with a double. Ripped down the left field line and they are going crazy at the kingdom. Recently, the Seattle Mariners announced that Edgar's jersey, number 11, will be retired at a ceremony in August. It will be the second Mariners number to be retired. King Griffey Jr.'s number 24 was the first last year. Fans are hoping it will boost Edgar's chances of making it into Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame. If it happened, he would be the first designated hitter to do so. Edgar is now the hitting coach for the Mariners. We talked about his Jersey retirement and his memorable career just before he headed off for spring training in Arizona. Edgar Martinez, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, uh, so tell me about um, your reaction when you found out that the Mariners wanted to uh, retire your jersey. Uh, how did that all come about? Yeah, well, I got a call from uh, the president, uh, Kevin Mathers, and um, uh, he told me that uh, he, he needed a favor. And uh, then he went on to tell me that, uh, that they were going to retire my number in August, and uh, he needed me there for a conference, press conference, and um, it was a surprise. Um, I knew they had, um, you know, they usually don't retire numbers unless the player is in the Hall of Fame and uh, played a certain amount of years, uh, which I don't remember how many years right now, but um, uh, I was uh, surprised, but uh, very happy that they... Uh, they did that. That was uh, quite of uh, honor. I like how I like how you said that they asked you to do them a favor by uh, <laughs> coming to a press conference. I think yeah, I know. I think you're kind of doing them the favor. Um, you know, you that had to have been a bit of a shock to your system. I mean, obviously, a great shock considering that uh, you'll be right up there with Junior, a good buddy of yours. Yeah, it's uh, actually. It's a great honor just to to have the number retired, uh, but you know, having the number, you know, there uh, next to Junior and uh, Jackie Robinson is is pretty, right. I mean, pretty amazing. Uh, never thought that that would happen. If uh, someone asked me twenty, thirty years ago that that was going to happen, 
no chance, no chance. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it's a it's a great honor and. Uh, that will be really cool when that happens. Yeah, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day in August. Actually, they're making it a bit of a week there so that uh, they'll be able to honor you. Um, you know, uh, the other thing that is in play here is the fact that you have uh, uh, you're you're up yet in the possibility of uh, joining the Hall of Fame. Uh, your uh, your percentage or your numbers uh, have increased a bit. And um, I think you got a couple of years left yet uh, as you're in the, the voting for that. So um, this might help, don't you think? Yes, uh, it, it helped make the decision. Uh, and I think, you know, they, they probably are thinking if we do this, uh, retire the number now, it also might help my case for the next two years. It's just uh, another thing that is public that they can they can help me with. They've been helping for the last you know few years, sending the, um, uh, information about my career to the writers, and I think it's a it's another effort uh, of them to to um, to help me out just uh, by retiring the number right now. So it's, I'm very appreciative uh, that they're doing that and. Yeah, this year you got uh, this year in the voting you had fifty eight point six percent of the ballots. Um, I think you have to get up to about what seventy five percent. I think somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, it's seventy five, seventy five percent, which um, you know I think it's around over four hundred writers and having seventy five percent of those writers. But that's what gets you in the uh, Hall of Fame. It's great to see the la- the last two years that the percentage has gone up. This year went, I don't know, over 14, I don't know if it's 14, 15 uh, percent. Yeah, up. it jumped quite a bit. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think it probably needs to increase another 15, 16 in the next two years. So, uh, you know, it's, um, I'm encouraged about the progress there. Uh, and now has two years to, to, to get in, so... Uh, we'll see what happens. How badly do you want to get into the Hall of Fame? You know, I never felt like, oh, I have to have this. And obviously, it's, it's a great honor. Uh, and I probably will be, you know, ecstatic when if it happens. But I I think my way of thinking is that, you know, the attitude, if it happens, it will be great. If it doesn't happen... I just go on and keep about my life the way I always do. But I have a very open mind about it. Either way, if it happens, it will be great. If it doesn't happen, well, I don't have control of that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, people here are sure hoping that it's going to happen. I'm sure the whole Mariners organization, as well as uh, all the uh, the fans here in the Seattle area in the Northwest, are rooting for you. I am, that's for sure. Um Let's talk a little bit about your career. You you spent 18 seasons with the Mariners, one team the, that you you were able to play for for so long. That is so unusual in this day and time to be able to have something like that happen. Um, what does that mean to you, that, that the fact that you were able to, to stay with, with them for so long? 
and have um, some great moments, iconic moments. Yeah, it is. It's true. It's very rare that a player stay with one organization. You know, I think Rick and Tony Wynn did it, um, and um, it is a strange. It's very rare, but to me, it meant a lot. Uh, I wanted to, you know, I start. I started with the organization, and I went to, you know, minor leagues, and when I made it to the big leagues, um, you know, making it to the playoffs. Uh, for first time in '95 was like a a big thrill for me, and especially after that year, I wanted to stay and and make it to the World Series here. And a uh, great relationship with the fans. It's a great city. It's an amazing city, uh, and uh, my family is here. So everything is just ideal for me to stay here. Yeah, I mean, um, you met your wife here. You had your kids here. You know? Yes, yeah. I, my wife is from here, from Belfie, and um, obviously my kids are growing up here. They, my son at that time, my early years, I had my son, and he had friends here, school here. And, you know, they had their, the family had their life here. If uh, the ideal would be to stay in one place, so everything worked out great, and um, I'm still here, not planning to go anywhere. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, it's worked out really well for me. I don't think you can go anywhere because you got Edgar Martinez way, you know, already over there by Safeco. So that you know, you're 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 you got to be I can't here. Can leave that behind. Yeah, you can't leave that behind. Um, you uh, after you retired, you're you're out of the game for a while, um, and then this this past year, uh, you came back to the team uh, as a hitting coach. Uh, tell me about that and, and how that transpired and, and how that has been for you to be back with the team. Um, yeah, I, I knew I wanted to try uh, to go back to baseball and as a coach. So the, the idea was that I will go to a minor league and, and we'll try it for as a part-time and see if it was something that I wanted to do full-time. And I wanted to do that for you know, a couple of years and give it a try and then decide whether I want to keep going as a full-time coach or, or not. So I enjoy it. I, I really like working with the uh, the younger players. Uh, one one day, I mean, I, I was just in my new job like three, three months or something like that or four months. And uh, the general manager called me and said he wanted to talk to me, come to the stadium. So we had conversation during uh, a game in in the, um, uh, in Fresco Field and at the end he, the conversations he asked me if I was interested in coaching for the team and uh, he explained to me that they wanted to make an, a move right away and they wanted to know if I would take the job so it was completely surprising uh, I was surprised about that and um, I I didn't have an answer for him at the moment so I came home and talked to uh, to Holly. We had a conversation, and she basically said, you, you have to try it. If not, I mean, this is a perfect idea, ideal. The team that you played your whole career, then you're home. You're not in another city. It's just ideal. So we decided to, uh, I decided to go for it and give it a try, and I did enjoy it. I mean, we had good time the second half of, 2015 and 
last year last year was fun down to the wire uh, there to make the playoffs too i mean um really yeah. you were right there yes uh, the team the what i like about it uh is that you have a very good core you know the figures Gano, cruz felix it's a really good core and um you can build a team around those guys and and have a championship team so i knew it's uh the team had a, win, a chance to win, uh, and, and, and it was ideal situation for me. You know, I'm from Seattle, coaching for, for the Mariners team, and with good opportunity to win. Just ideal. Right. What does a hitting coach do? I mean, do you spend uh, your time kind of looking at the players as far as uh, how they bat or taking video and then maybe coming back and looking at it, uh, you know, with their stance or whatever, uh, educate me a little bit. I'm, I um, I ran track, so I have no idea <laughs> how you do that. <laughs> yeah, it's all the all the above. I mean, it's uh, it's you know you have uh, a lot of players, and at one point, one of those players is going to have you know a down period of time where they struggle. But you know, there is a lot of reports. It's two sides of it. It's the uh, the mechanical side, which is helping the players with their swing. There is the, the uh, mental approach, talking to them about how to approach the game, and there is the um, information side. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of reports. It's so much information, and this information is uh, you know about the pitcher that we're facing and the pitching stuff. So I, with the other coach, that is. Uh, this year, it's going to be working with me. It's a Scott Brochel. We collect information that the um, scouting department gives to us. We collect that information and share that information with the players. We have a meeting every series, and we share all that information with the players about the opposition, the pitching stuff in, with the other team. And that's, you know, that's the part that is uh, a bit time-consuming. Yeah. Because there's so much information these, these days. You look at videos about those pitchers and try to pick up tendencies that you can share with your players, your hitters. This is time-consuming. Then the, um, the mechanical side is helping the players when they they need help with their swing. That also can, can be consuming. Like if I get to uh, the stadium at 12 o'clock, you know, usually... One o'clock. I'm I'm doing some uh, work with reports, then or videos, watching videos, and at three o'clock, it's already uh, players in the stadium that we want to do extra work. Mm-hmm. It's then a long day. To, it is a long day. Then we go to uh, the batting practice, which is start around four thirty. Then after that, usually we have the meeting. Could be five thirty. And then 7 o'clock, it's a game. And then after the game, it's just, you know, not much we do after the game, but the next day you do it all over again. It's uh, it's long days. Yeah, long sometimes days. I, and, I, yeah. Sometimes I get home uh, midnight, sometimes over midnight. It is. It is time-consuming, but at the same time, it's six months, seven months with spring training, and then you have more time off. Is it still what, being able to come back? You know, you're not playing, but uh, you're with the team. Uh, has it really been fulfilling for you uh, to be able to be back 
there in the stadium, you know, with the team, being part of just that whole yes, um Yes, I enjoy being on the field. Uh, as a baseball player, you know, played since I was 11 years old. It would, players would spend a lot of time on the field. And uh, I enjoy being on the field. Um, that part of the business is, is always fun. And it's been great, you know, when when the team is doing well, obviously. It's, it's, uh, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, a lot more fun than and, losing. <laughs> yeah. So far, since I've been there, it's been more fun than hard times. It's just been rewarding because uh, we've been able to uh, to play well. It's very rewarding when you have a player that is struggling and you help them out. Right. That's, that's uh, what makes you feel good. You you mentioned that you've been you started playing or you've been playing since you were eleven. I imagine that you've just always loved the game of baseball. In Puerto Rico, where you grow grew up, who was your idol? Um, when I started playing baseball, it's because I watch uh, some uh, videos, and I think it probably was from the news of Roberto Clemente. Mm-hmm. So to me, Roberto Clemente was. The first reason why I started playing the game and uh, became, you know, a hero of mine when I started learning about his career and um, his Roberto Clemente, the, the person. Then he became my hero, or uh, Orlando Cepeda, Tony Perez, Cheo Cruz, Jose Cruz. Uh, and then when I came to the big leagues, I loved watching George Brett, Marty Lee, Tony Wynn, all those guys. Uh, so always, it's, it's, you know, in the pleasure's career, it's always a lot of people that they, they help you directly and indirectly, you know. Yeah. But those guys, that they were helping, helpful for me uh, in my career and, uh, and in the right way. Yeah. I, uh, 1995, at, uh, you guys were playing the New York Yankees in, in the playoffs. Um, and I, that, I think that whole episode... It was still in the kingdom. Uh, that series, I think, had a lot to do with uh, saving baseball in Seattle uh, at that time. Uh, but here's what I remember. I remember going to those games with my two nephews and sitting up, you know, in the nosebleed section. Uh, but we kind of created a little community there with people that were around us because, you know, the Mariners had never been in the playoffs like that. Uh, but that night of the double that you hit, was the double, is that kind of a highlight of your career? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it is. Uh, I had great moments in my career that I remember, like my first All-Star game, you know, to me, winning about in title was, was always a goal when when I achieved the first one. It was a great, you know, something that I remember always. Playoffs, you know, played a few playoffs, uh, had great moments. But I think that one is the the one that I uh, cherish uh, the most. Uh, I remember how we all uh, celebrated after we won that series, uh, especially after all the conversations about the team leaving Seattle. Right. So that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Well, and then leading up to that, the the team had been struggling, and then I think you hit August, and they went on a winning streak. 
He has to do a playoff game to get into the actual playoffs and one yeah. there. Um, and then to, to have that iconic moment of the double. Um, here's one thing I remember, too, is that uh, going the kingdom, uh, walking down the ramps and hearing this chanting of your name, Edgar, Edgar. <laughs> so uh gave us a very special moment there. And... Um, Gave us a lot of special moments, Edgar. Uh, well, congratulations on um, the Mariners retiring of your jersey. And uh, let's hope that this uh, gives a little bump to uh, that Hall of Fame uh, uh, opportunity and that uh, either next year or the year, the year after that, that you, you get in there. And congratulations again. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it very much. And uh uh, you know, you got a lot of people rooting for you to get into the Hall of Fame. And I hope you make it. Thank you, Enrique. It was a pleasure being with you. All right. Edgar Martinez, thank you so much. And this has been Conversations. I'm Enrique Cerna, and we'll talk more later. To hear more podcasts from KCTS 9 Digital Studios, visit kcts9.org slash podcasts.